I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. When it comes to a thriving career, everyone could use a little support, especially when it comes to transitions. At LHH, we help every step of the way. We're committed to personalized support, insights, and resources that lead to more job opportunities than ever before. No matter what role a professional has in your organization, our services offer an experience that fits each person individually. And for organizations, LHH provides consultant support and guidance through the entire outplacement or career transition process, understanding the sensitivity and impact on your team. The world is full of new possibilities, and we help both organizations and individuals realize the possibility of what's next. It's outplacement reimagined. Visit LHHtalent.com. That's LHHtalent.com to get in touch with an outplacement consultant today because everyone and every organization could use a little support, especially when it comes to transitions. LHH, helping you every step of the way. Visit LHHtalent.com. Now, welcome. Tomorrow brings back the voice line. You can still be a part of it. Leave a message to the iHeartRadio app. That's the microphone icon or call the toll-free number. 1877 Moist 86 1877 The Road Diet on Venice Boulevard fought this battle back in 2017. Actually, on uh, Vista Del Mar is where we won that battle. And a road diet is where the city stupidly closes a lane of traffic uh, just to do it, to try to force people to stop driving. And they've always got some... Uh, oh, gonna... well, they claim it's a safety issue, but it really gets you out of your car. Yeah, yeah. they, they, they make up a, a the fake The bicycle story. people pound them over and over again. The walking people pound them. 
And then they they have a, an ideological preference then, to get then, you out of your car. Then there's the 99% of the rest of us that actually drive cars. Right. And that, woke, that, that one woke a lot of people up five years ago when they did that. Sure. Because it really took away and, a strong commuting route. Well, it took away a, a road, a, a lane there. When we beat, beat back Vista Del Mar, there were 40, 40 road diets on the docket for Los Angeles City. And um, they did get away with a... Uh, Road diet on Venice Boulevard that's eight-tenths of a mile long. Yeah, that one actually started before Vista Del Mar. Yeah. It wasn't very long, but it was really disruptive. Businesses closed. It, it was uh, ridiculous reasoning behind it with the uh, bad numbers on accidents and deaths and all yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, they're, again, they're, they're trying to get you out of your car permanently. It's punishment. Don't believe anything else they say. Uh, one of the people uh, involved in the rebellion... John Russo, co-founder and director of Keep L.A. Moving, now known as Keep L.A. Moving, Keep the U.S. Moving. So I guess this is uh, stretched uh, to other uh, cities in they the country. They both have websites, KeepLAMoving.com, KeepTheUSMoving.com. So uh, they want to stretch that eight-tenth of a mile uh, road diet on Venice Boulevard to four and a half miles. Let's get John four Russo on. Four and a half miles from Lincoln to National Boulevard is what he's telling us. John, are you there? Yeah, John and Ken, so great to speak to you again. You yeah. know, you, you mentioned this, that this all started five years ago. And in the years since, you know, we've dealt with a lot of big problems in L.A. Road diets kind of fell by the wayside. But they are back in a big way in L.A. now. And the, the city council is hell-bent on making sure that no one can get from point A to point B in this city unless they're on a bus or a bike or walking or on a scooter. Uh, you guys nailed it on the head, the way you described it. Uh, uh, is Bonin behind this again? Because he's supposed to be out of office in a few months. He's absolutely behind this, and he's pushing to have this installed by uh, November of this year uh, before he's out. He's out in January. Or is it January? I think he's out January or February, something like that. And, uh, yeah, so they're really rushing this process. They're doing exactly what they did five years ago, just steamrolling the community. But they're doing it on steroids. Not only is this, as you mentioned, eight-tenths of a mile on Venice Boulevard, which saw about 30 businesses close or or either close permanently, went out of business altogether, or relocate off Venice Boulevard. There's tons of empty storefronts still there today. that was eight tenths of a mile. You lost thirty businesses. Now they're going to stretch this four and a half miles from Lincoln to National, as you said. I mean, you're talking sixty, seventy, eighty thousand car per day in some of those sections. It's going to be a disaster. They're going to take away a lane in each direction again. Uh, yeah, it's for the uh, stretch up to, uh, to about a mile south of National. They're going to from Lincoln up to about a, from a mile south of National. It's going to be just like what's in Mar Vista. The uh, taking away a traffic lane turning it into a protected bike lane. So you have a sidewalk, bike lane, cars parked in the middle of the street, and then two lanes of traffic. <laughs> and and then in that last couple miles, they're going to make a bus-only lane out of it. So bus it'll be only. a bus-only lane, a protected bike lane. So note when you put in the bus-only lane, you now no longer have any parking. So that stretch of Venice where all those shops are, there'll be no place to park there anymore. Wow. Somebody hates you. Somebody hates that neighborhood. Bonin hates that neighborhood. What is it? Yeah. And what is it? What is well, it? Know, why does he want to destroy Venice Boulevard and all the uh, all the retail shops and the restaurants and everything else? Why? You know, as you said, this ideological bent that um, you you shouldn't be driving, and and they're pushing this with all the same lies that they told us. Um, five years ago. And, and I'll just give you a couple of them. So they're claiming that 58 people have been com- killed or severely injured along that stretch at four and a half miles. When the truth is, it's, it's still a big number. 48 people were killed or severely injured. And this is what LA DOD like to do. They say, wow, you with these big numbers. Oh my God, 48 people killed or severely injured. But if you look down at the drill, really start drilling down to those numbers. You had nine deaths in 10 years on four and a half miles. 
And so they say, well, we're going to make it safer, right? So you say, okay, well, why don't we see how the road diet did on Venice Boulevard, the 0.8 miles. It's been there for five years now. Uh, over the Since that road diet was installed, the average, uh, you've had five deaths or severe injuries, one death, four severe injuries on that 0.8-mile stretch. Um, if we normalize that to a mile, it comes out to about six severe injuries or deaths per mile. On the rest of Venice Boulevard, those other four and a half or uh, three and a half miles, you've had uh, three and a half severe injuries or deaths per mile. So Venice Boulevard is actually safer where it's not road dieted. So th- yeah. it, every, their whole claim is just nonsense when you yeah. look at their own data. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Well, this, it, is, this is how they sell it to the media, <laughs> but they, they'll just throw out any numbers they have to in order to get the media to oh, buy the story of oh, safety. Be, because, again, they have this weird ideological obsession to drive us out of our cars. So they figure a great cover story is to say, well, we're trying to make things safer. People are getting hurt and they're dying. And uh, it, it, this is exhausting. And, and, you know, the other aspect of safety is really uh, emergency response time, right? Venice Boulevard is a major artery to get uh, fire trucks, ambulances, police cars to where they need to be quickly. And if you look at the, again, the road dieted section of Venice Boulevard has fire station 62 smack dab in the middle of it. Since the road diet went in place, uh, there's been about a 20% increase in the response time from Station 62. Uh, it's a little over a minute of an increase in response time, every going up every year. And that's including during the pandemic, mind you, when, um, you know, traffic volumes had plummeted. So we, we have, if you go to the Keep LA Moving uh, YouTube channel, you'll, we have tons of video of, of fire trucks, ambulances, literally sitting in traffic while silence wailing because they can't move when the street's gridlocked. There's no place yeah. for the traffic to go because they blocked off the, the bike lane with parked cars. And, and what LADOT says, oh, well, the ambulances and fire trucks will just use the bike lane. Well, we know that's not true. <laughs> We've never seen it happen on Venice Boulevard. So, they, uh, if they, again, they just promote the lie. They keep pushing it's safe, yeah. it's safe, it's safe. But their own data showing that it's not. And, and I remember, I remember when we did the show, uh, Vista Del Mar, we, and we were outside for an hour from four to five o'clock, <laughs> and we were interviewing people who were stopped in traffic there, and everybody was furious and angry because it was really new. And we counted that hour how many bicyclists went by. Five. There were five <laughs> bicyclists. There were hundreds and hundreds of cars backed up in, in all directions. So it's it's just this is like harassment. This is abuse, is what it is. So all right, what's the resistance like? Uh, in, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, sadly, there's not a whole lot of resistance, and it's because in the in the years since the these things first started five years ago, the activists have gotten really really good at organizing. They got a lot of money coming in. Uh, Streets for All has got millions of dollars coming in from Aaron Sosnick. You've heard, you've talked about him before, oh, yeah. and so it's, this organization, hey, Streets hey, for All, and explain they, who he is. Got... People need to know what oh. we're up against because this issue is not the only one that these wealthy people are financing to ruin our lives. Yeah, so Aaron Sosnick is a hedge fund billionaire, retired yeah. hedge fund billionaire. Kind of, I mean, for a retired billionaire, he's kind of a young guy. I think he's in his early 60s now. Um, and he funds Streets Blog. He funds Streets for All. He runs L.A. County Bike Coalition. He just dumps about 4 or $5 million a year into these organizations in L.A. Oh, and, and he actually he funds Bonin. His anti-recall, and Bonin's anti-recall campaign back in 2017 was funded by Aaron Sosnick. And you can go to the – you know, that's how we actually found out about it because it's so, this is so, the major part funding by Aaron Sosnick. So billionaire Aaron Sosnick has made all this money, and he's decided to use it to block people from getting around during rush hour trying to drive to work. That's what he's doing with his yeah, money, but, uh, creating massive traffic just yeah, to satisfy and, 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 his and, and, weird fetish. 
he's creating traffic. He's stealing uh, time from your life. And, and if you're actually life is in danger because you had a cardiac arrest or you're having a stroke, that minute that that fire station 62 is lost in response time could most likely cost you your life because every every 30 seconds, your odds of survival right. go down exponentially when you're having a heart attack. Yeah, no, it's dangerous. It, it's it, it's really a danger to people's survival if they if they get into trouble. What so what I understand that. The the uh, perpetrators here are better financed, better organized, but the resistance again are, are are people not aware of this, or they've stopped caring, stopped having the will to fight. You know, I, I think it's mostly that people aren't aware right now, and and because you know how many people pay attention to their neighborhood council meetings, how many people are looking at emails from the LADOT? Not many, because as you mentioned, we're all normal people, very busy. We're driving our kids from point A to point B. We got jobs, we got lives. You got to get grocery, we got to get dinner, I got to take the dog to the vet. So we're not paying attention, but these very well-funded activists are. They, they've divided up this uh, area around Venice Boulevard into eight districts and they have eight district captains that have been going door to door for three years and if you can go to the streets for all website scroll to the bottom look at their um uh toolkit and it'll tell you exactly what they're doing and they say if someone's for the road diet mark this mark their address on this map with their name and address and mark that they're for it and and put in comments what they had what positive things they had to say and if, especially if they're against it mark their name and address and put in what they had to say and i'm thinking why do these guys want the names and addresses of people who are against the road diet are they going to be harassed are are they, because i know i know when these uh groups that are funded by uh wealthy jerks uh they they it's like they hire these shock troops and they go into neighborhoods, like homeless activists, they go into neighborhoods and they start harassing people in the neighborhood. They go to their homes, yeah. they go to their front doors, they harass them at their work. I remember one woman in Echo Park Lake got fired from her workplace because these activists were calling and, and, and harassing her bosses. So I wonder if that's what they're doing. They're gathering intelligence in order to use it as a weapon against people. Probably twofold. I'm, I, I would think it's that, or I'd be afraid of that personally. Um, and also that they, when when the, the when the word goes out, hey, we're having the LADOT is having a workshop, or LADOT has a survey online, they they stack the deck and they say, okay, everyone go to that workshop, everyone go take that survey. So LADOT can say, well, hey, ninety-seven percent of the people who showed up are in favor of this, and yeah. our polls are telling us that yeah. everyone's in favor well, of it. Well, so, be, well, because they're all in on it too. <laughs> LADOT is, yeah. is in on the racket, Absolutely. so they, they know how to go along and use the fake survey and use it as a public relations tool. Yeah, in fact, I, I'd like to make the point, like we have from our fight back in 2017, FOIA request from LADOT, where LADOT was feeding street squad information, saying, here's what we want you to get out there this week. And they were feeding them information. It wasn't true, by the way, about uh, deaths on Venice Boulevard and how so many more people are going to be on bikes. And, and so they really use these activist organizations as a well, propaganda arm for the LADOT. If I remember, uh, maybe it came from you guys, Garcetti had hired some real radical people in the executive uh, ranks of uh, the Department of Transportation. Who, yeah, well, I mean, she's still the uh, head of the LADOT. Salita Reynolds is a yeah, yeah, uh, that's history major from, from, from Brown University. She's never done anything with engineering or travel. Well, well, no. Okay. She's not, she's not an engineer, and, and her job before she came to LADOT was in the Oakland Transportation Department as their bike and pedestrian, head of their bike and pedestrian <laughs> sure, program. Yeah, okay. yeah, so that's who, you, you got the biggest trans, second biggest transportation department in the nation behind New York City. All right. Is being he headed by someone who's a history major who's a bike and pedestrian activist. Right, John, John, yeah. 
thanks for talking to us. We got to go. We got to go. Find out more at keeplamoving.com. That's John Russo, co-founder and director of Keep LA Moving. There's also keeptheusmoving.com. More coming up. John and Ken. We're going to keep fighting the same wars. Road diets are back. We told you last week that there is a group that's going to put a ballot measure out there for you LA voters that would allow these road diets to take over. Because whenever, I think it says, uh, whenever they do like a repaving project, they have uh, to implement the road diet plan that's been on the books I, for I'm, the I'm, place. I'm trying to, if there's some way to wake up the world, because of, because of the a tremendous amount of money being piled up by these financial guys and these tech guys, they have insane amounts of money. And a lot of these very wealthy guys are weird. And they have strange obsessions and fetishes. And they want to, you know, they want to be masters of the universe. They want to change society. You know, so they have all these random issues that they're, they're crazed about. And, and so this guy, Aaron Sosnick, is financing the, uh, the road diet movement yeah. because he wants everybody to not drive cars anymore. Who knows bicycle. why? Yeah. yeah, who knows why? I mean, it's, 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 it's childish and it's crazy and it's sick. And it's like, okay, but he has billions of dollars and you don't. Now, the only way to fight this is to be conscious, and, and much, of, much of America is not conscious, and, and, and they're, or they're distracted by, by nonsense, nonsense issues. And the stuff that what you really care about when you get up in the morning is whether it's going to take you twice as long to your destination or not. And so Aaron Sosnick and, and these, these, these weird anti-driving fanatics are going to make your life really difficult, and they're well-organized, well-financed, and now they got a ballot measure coming, and, and they got Mike Bonin uh, with his stealth maneuvers to, to cut off five miles worth of lanes. Five miles? Yeah, going from less than a mile to and, five miles. And they don't care how much damage they do. They put 30 businesses out last time. So, and it's made no difference in accident, deaths, none of that. No, because they don't care about that. This is about controlling your life. Of course, they need a cover story, you know, to sell to uh, you know the, the the wieners at the L.A. Times. But this is the real deal. They want to control your life. They want you to live the way they think society should be organized. It's their vision. Okay, it's it's no different than what animates. Every dictator, every emperor since the beginning of time. It's like, do things my way because I say so, because I'm educated. I have elitist credentials. I'm smarter than you are, and I know what's best. You're killing the planet, and I'm saving the planet. And these guys believe that. They, they have these huge, monstrous egos. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, it's all part of the master plan to pile everybody up in high-rise buildings and have them use mass transit or bicycles or walk. To get anywhere they have to go. Yeah. That's and, the plan. And it's and it's about control. It's about being the guy in charge. I force these people into this life. It doesn't matter whether it's realistic, whether it works out, whether it creates a lot of uh, hardship. It doesn't matter. It's like, I'm in charge. You know, they're all little mini Putins, right? Putin went out and killed 75,000 of his own men in some stupid war. Yeah, but he's in charge. He made it happen. He wakes up every morning knowing that he rules part of the world. And he can kill people. Or he can turn them into billionaires. And the problem with the initial Venice Boulevard road diet, that eight-tenths of a mile, is that that was like the first one to go up. And nobody was really organized yet. And Bonin got away with that one. 
Then when he tried to do the bigger one, as we've been talking about, Vista Del Mar down in Playa del Rey, down in the west of, near the South Bay, that's when people really rose up. I'm hoping, and we just had talked to John Russo, that that happens again. And well, people in this neighborhood that is going to be affected by this Venice Boulevard road diet say, no, 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 you're not extending this to, to five miles. So if you're in that Venice Boulevard area and you travel on that thing every day, it's up to you. I mean, you got you got the, all these stupid social media channels. Uh, try to uh, take a day off from the cat photos and put out something useful and get yourself organized because right. they've got it in for you. Boy, it's been a bad streak for those who operate 7-Eleven stores. We'll bring you the latest crazy story next. John and Ken Show KFI. I was just uh, <clears throat> looking up Bryceless Pizza. It was 2013 when we talked about it. Yeah. He was driving to his parents' home. I think it was in Orange County when he vanished without a trace. The reason we're talking about it today is that apparently Steve Gregory uh, in his weekend show, Unsolved, is going to do an update on the Bryce Las Pisa story. And yeah, we did have the mother on the air. And the update I see from 2021 is still no trace of him. Yeah. That's, well, that's I, uh... bizarre. They found his car. And supposedly, I think, as Steve said, there was blood in the car. But they never found a body. Didn't know anything. Well, I, I talked with Steve off the air. He's here today. Oh, okay. So well, he's, he he's going to come on tomorrow to preview he, it for the weekend. He uh, gave, me, gave me a rundown and also gave me some off-the-record information, too. Oh, see, you don't say that because now everybody wants to know and you can't say. Well, I can't say, no. Yeah, he was last seen eight years ago in Castaic. That's where the car was found. That's uh, where the story originated from. And he was driving from Placer County to Orange County to see his parents. But he never made it. And he, he called them. He was, by the way, 19 years old. And uh, he did attend college up in Northern California. He said, I'm on the 5 freeway, but I can't see any signs telling me exactly where I am. And then he took some sort of a detour at 2 in the morning, got off the 5 freeway, was going to go sleep in his car. That's what he said. That's what the mm. mother said. That's what he wanted to do. Yeah, well, if you look up any of the old stories, he, he clearly was a troubled guy. Mm. And I suspect his uh, emotional troubles have something to do with his disappearance. Anyway, Steve's going to be on Saturday night from 8 to 10 o'clock. But how do you stay disappeared for nine years? That's pretty amazing. If you Because, you know, families sometimes hire private investigators to see what they can find out. And... If you still exist. Oh, oh, okay. You're implying that there may have been a. Well, I mean, I mean, he could be dead. Any missing person for nine years, you have to uh, assume that there's a chance that they're dead. Oh, but I don't. Other I don't have pulled it off. Yeah, I don't know anything, and 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 Steve did not indicate that to me. But just my first reaction is nine years. I mean, very very few people disappear voluntarily. And never contact anyone again, like they assume uh, another identity, unless they've got, unless, you know, they were involved in some criminal enterprise, right? And they have to change their identity or they're involved in some uh, 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 child, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Child support situation. Right. I mean, I mean, you got you got to have a real heavy reason to evaporate and never contact all the people you know ever again. Right. Uh, and that, that's, that's extremely rare. 
You know, it's mm. it's funny because because this stuff is so much in the media now. There, it, it's actually a lot of entertainment is created around uh, unsolved crimes and and missing people. There are a lot of podcasts. Steve does a great job with his. Uh, that you, you would think that there's like you know just thousands and thousands of these, but actually you know it's a pretty rare occurrence. Uh, it's just not something anybody ordinarily does in their right mind. All right, now we move over to the plight of the Southern California 7-Eleven. Uh, in case you forgot, on the early morning hours of July 11th of this year, wow, a couple of guys went on quite a streak robbing 7-Elevens. Riverside, Orange County, a couple of people died. They eventually arrested two L.A. men. Then we just told you the story this week of a woman that went into a 7-Eleven in L.A., and I think it was an Olympic in that area, Olympic Boulevard. She apparently had a mental breakdown, barricaded herself in the 7-Eleven, then burnt the thing down. Found a lighter in the store and set the store on fire. Here comes the latest 7-Eleven story. And let's hope that these two things don't merge. That would be street takeovers and then ransacking and vandalizing 7-Eleven stores because, you know, hey, it's nearby. Something to do. Here is the first report from ABC7 reporter Josh Haskell. Cut one. We are going to make mistakes. No, no, no. Cut two. No, I have it as cut one. The, the, uh... I have ABC7 reporter Josh Haskell. Oh, you're right. The anti-Gascon. Sorry, cut two. Annette Ariola from NBC4. This video, they'll be able to drum up some leads. Take a look at it for yourself, guys. Yeah, there you go. Detectives are dissecting dissecting these images with hopes of identifying anyone in the crowd. Now, the looting happened at a 7-Eleven after a street takeover at the corner of Figueroa and El Segundo. It was complete mayhem. You can see dozens and probably well over 100 people storming in, emptying the shelves, grabbing everything from drinks and snacks. Some of them were throwing items, and they even jumped over the counter and tried grabbing the cash register. Now, police say the employee rushed into the back room to hide from the mob, fearing for his life. They trashed the entire store, and because they were touching everything, investigators were actually able to lift fingerprints from a lot of the counters, but they do need the community's help in tracking them down. Take a listen. This could be someone that you might work with, you go to school with. It could be someone's kid or family or uh, an ex or something, but we really urge your help and have these people come forward. Um, we really want to prevent this from becoming a new trend where they think that they show up and take over a street or a freeway or any part of the city that they're just going to be able to do whatever they want. Now, officials say street takeovers are becoming a trend. They have seen a sharp uptick over the past few months. In fact, the crowd that took over that intersection just after clearing the area moved on to the freeway, the 110 freeway, and started taking over freeway lanes. They say it is extremely dangerous and are discouraging any who may be thinking about taking part in these sort of in, uh, incidents. Now, police say that these folks could be facing grand theft and vandalism charges. Again, they are releasing this video with hopes that anybody may identify them. And they also have a warning to anybody who takes part in these takeovers. Here in the L.A. South Bureau area, they say they will be taking cars away. They will be towing them for at minimum 30 days. And this could cost the owner well over a thousand dollars so they are asking everybody to think twice before they do this that's nbc4's annette areola you know the word they didn't use in the story i'm looking at channel seven that's why i called for the channel seven audio i was looking at the channel seven story they didn't use the word looting because that's what it was they just no. like vandalized and ransacked 
Oh, oh, eluding uh, is on the. It's, uh, it's supposed to disappear it, now, right? It's on right. the bad list. Yeah, it, is it in the playbook uh, or the, a, what are they called? It, the style books? It's anti woke. Looting is anti woke. Uh, oh, wait a minute, though. Wait a minute. In the story here in Channel Seven, everybody involved is facing multiple charges, including grand theft, looting, and vandalism. It's, oh, it, is in the story. it is a real charge, but the You're news department headlines will, right. will not use it in their story. And, uh, oh. Except to identify the the exact the charge, but you're oh. not going to see a headline that says uh, uh, "looters attack 7-Eleven," which it, it's asinine. It's absolutely asinine. And I, I tell you, news directors and all the rest of them are a bunch of lapdogs. Whatever woke edict comes down from the Associated Press, which has been completely ruined by woke people, is is now everybody obediently goes. Well, the AP style book says that you can't use looting anymore. It it has it has connotations that are just unacceptable. So now what we have here also from well this one's from ABC seven. We you can hear some of the security footage of the mob vandalizing the store. Here we go. Describe it more as like an after party, John, after the street takeover. Mm -hmm. You yeah. go into the 7 Eleven and you take stuff. Right? It's an after party. Right. Is this going to be a new trend? But <laughs> after you... a street takeover, everybody going to the nearest store and just have at it? What do you run out with? You run out with potato chips, uh, beef jerky, uh, Twinkies. You can get lottery uh, tickets, scratchers. Lottery. <laughs> you can get cigarettes. <laughs> cigarettes cigarettes yeah. can be expensive now, right? Maybe beer. Beer. Yeah, beer. Sure. Is there yeah. liquor in there? There's beer, right? Usually beer, maybe, maybe some wine, depending. I don't know my high-end items from the nearby 7-Eleven, but this is where we are now. Well, it's like the $8 wine. And if they're caught, oh, don't worry about bail. Don't worry about any. It's a misdemeanor, right? Less than $950, probably most of them well, took, right? Maybe just an infraction. An infraction. Not even a, a misdemeanor. So I say, yeah. <laughs> All right, we got more coming up. Uh, John and Ken, KFI. John and Ken Show. KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, coming up at 5.05, Eric Sadal is coming back on the John and Kent Show with the L.A. County Association of Deputy DAs. Uh, he would like to respond to what George Gascon said on a Fox 11 interview that he heard from many deputy DAs, and they felt bullied and intimidated into not supporting yeah. him and into okay. supporting the recall effort. Uh, hey, look, we'll provide a home to all the bullied uh, deputy DAs. Please come and tell your story and tell us how you were bullied. We want to create a support group for you. We want to show sensitivity. I, I Can you believe deputy district attorneys, prosecutors can be bullied, emotionally bullied? It's actually is that, funny. Yeah. These are the toughest bastards you'll ever find. We've had a few of them come here in the studio in the last few weeks about Gascon, man. These guys are intense. I don't, I don't think they're capable of being bullied by anybody. I don't think Satan could bully these guys. So, yesterday, John and Tommy responded, but of course... Eric's with the actual Association of Deputy DAs, and he knows a lot about the voting, and because they did vote secretly, bullied, God, he's such support a, the recall. Such a pathological liar. He's really a case. All right. Well, you know, there's more fallout from the latest fashion trend. Um, oh, we've no. talked about <laughs> yoga pants, leggings. Deborah Mark, do you wear ultra tight leggings? I do. Hmm. Yes, I do. Well, you know, it's long been said that men have junk or stuff. That's a raw term used for that particular anatomy. Uh, it turns out that women who are wearing these leggings have been complaining of um, discomfort in oh, the yeah? genital area 
So we now have surgeons that are performing procedures to uh, to uh, <laughs> to uh, well, what? improve improve the fit of the leggings. Uh, a, a labiaplasty. What? Vaginal surgery. Yep. Because of leggings? Mm -hmm. Okay, they're That's wearing correct. the wrong leggings. Is that right? You've never had this kind of no, uh, no. discomfort? <laughs> I have not, and I haven't had the surgery. Well, <laughs> well I didn't ask there, that. There's but. no. Well, I was being. There, you're still dealing with your nail fungus. So. Exactly. One thing at a time. There's no, there's no limit to the personal questions I know. that you it's get. It's fine. Nobody <laughs> asked her that. She offered that. I, I know. That's what's even more I, entertaining. I, but anyway, I'm uh, good yeah. down there. This can cost more than four thousand dollars. Wow. Um, yeah, it's, it's something to do with the flaps uh, on the inside of the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the Jeez. You're both turning red or something? Flaps? This is, this is medical. <laughs> that's not a medical term. Uh, that's how it's described in the story. Women don't have flaps. It shrinks. Stop. Well, the word is labia minora. Have you heard of that? A menorah? Labia menorah. That's no, the actual uh, term for what we're talking a menorah, about. Otherwise that's, don't look me. that's Hanukkah, right? The menorah is where you light candles? Oh. <laughs> I know, I've never seen that down there. It sounds like a Latin term by medical term. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of doctors who were interviewed that said they're getting a lot more requests for the surgery because women are complaining that uh -huh. the tight leggings cause pain below the belt. Uh -huh. So this procedure is supposed to uh, help with the with the fit. Good to know. <laughs> you but you haven't encountered this yet. No, I have not. My leggings fit well, so they they don't uh, creep up there. In fact, this is not a new story. In 2015, another plastic surgeon said the same thing as yoga pants craze mm. got big. He said more and more women were coming to him for the procedure. Think uh, you think Arsetti has had any procedures? He says it's particularly tough for those who are enlarged in that area. The labia is enlarged. So, oh, stop looking at me. <laughs> you may not have that particular. I'm not looking at you. Uh -huh. <laughs> I can only see from the, uh, uh -huh. the TV. From the yeah, on the TV from uh, the chest okay. up anyway. All right. Why I just put you two in the same room? <laughs> no, no. He says no right away. One, right. one of when, us wouldn't come out. When we return, we're going to bring back Eric Sadal with the L.A. County Association of Deputy District Attorneys. He wants to respond. We're going to play the clip again. George Gascon told Fox 11 that he was he got calls. He got uh, contact from deputy DAs who felt intimidated and bullied into uh, supporting the recall of him from office. Coming up next. John and Ken show. Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866 6912173 or download your free investors guide now at buylegacygold.com that's buylegacygold.com when it comes to a thriving career, everyone could use a little support, especially when it comes to transitions. At LHH, we're committed to personalized support, insights, and resources that lead to more job opportunities. No matter what role a professional has in your organization, our services offer an experience that fits each individual. And for organizations, LHH provides consultative support and guidance through the entire outplacement or career transition process. It's outplacement reimagined. Visit lhhtalent.com today. 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.